You're listening to the Clean Water Made Easy podcast, episode number 14. Hello, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Clean Water Made Easy podcast. This is episode number 14. My name is Jerry Bolfin. I'm a water treatment contractor and WQA certified master water specialist. And you're in the right place if you want to learn more about well water, well water treatment systems, how to improve the quality of your well water. Each episode in this series is broken down into a single area or topic that you can listen to each one, one after another, or you can jump around and find ones that pertain the most to your application. In episode 13, I talked about calcite acid neutralizers and acid neutralizers in general to correct acid well water conditions. And I did talk about sodash systems a little bit, but in this episode, we're going to go into a more in-depth look and a deep dive into how to use and when to use sodash systems. We're going to talk about what is low pH and why you might want to correct your low pH to a neutral pH. What is sodash? Why use sodash instead of a calcite neutralizer or, you know, when to use it as opposed to calcite? And what are the benefits or advantages to using sodash? And how soda ash compares to other alkali chemicals such as sodium hydroxide. And then I'm gonna, we're going to go over how to set up a soda ash injection system and including how much soda ash should you inject. So, first off, is what is low pH and why you might want to correct your low pH? It's easy to check for pH. If you check your water, your well water, and you have acid water, which is a pH less than seven, then you might also be experiencing some corrosion problems, particularly if you have copper pipes, but also you can get corrosion on your water heater and your appliances, fixtures. So it's a good idea to have a neutral water or water that's not going to corrode your pipes. So signs of acid water could be corrosion of your fixtures, blue stains from your copper pipes, or sometimes rust staining if you have old galvanized pipe. So basically acidic water with pH value in the range of less than seven is more corrosive to metal. So that's, that's why we, we want to correct the pH. Groundwaters such as wells and surface waters such as spring water can both be acidic. The most common cause of acid water, like I did talk about this in episode 13 as well, is from the rain. So you get the acid rain, the rain goes through the atmosphere, picks up carbon dioxide, or in some case, if it's an industrial area or you have sulfur dioxide or could be nitric oxide, you get acids forming in the water, and which is easy to do because the rainwater is pure water, so it's, it doesn't have any lime or buffering capacity to it. So it goes into the ground, and then eventually you end up with groundwater. And what happens is, is that if you're in an area where there's a lot of limestone or you're pulling your, your well it's pulling water out of a, an area where there's limestone, then you have hard water and you don't have acidic water generally. But a lot of folks will be in areas where there's, say, fractured granite or sand or some kind of a strata in the ground that doesn't have the buffering capacity to change the pH from acidic to a neutral or alkaline. There are some cases where you get acid well water, acid groundwater from mine runoff as well. We run into that in the West, a lot of like Colorado, some of the areas you get, 
you know, mineral acids, but mostly it's from the water's natural water. Rain is naturally a little bit acidic. And then there, you're pointing out of a part of the ground where there's, there's no way to buffer it. So therefore you end up with corrosive water and then you want to fix it. So what is soda ash anyway? What's a funny term? Why would I want to put soda ash in my water? Ash. But basically it's very simple. Soda ash is just sodium carbonate. We know it also as baking soda. So there's sodium bicarbonate and sodium carbonate. And it looks like baking soda too. The type of soda ash that we use in drinking water is a natural, pure sodium carbonate. And you can get synthetic soda ash, but my understanding is most of the soda ash that's used comes from a mineral called trona. Wyoming is big, got huge reserves of this trona mineral. It's a natural sodium carbonate bearing mineral. So relatively cheap, but you, if for drinking water, you do want to get one that's been NSF certified or it's, it's made for drinking water. So why would I want to use sodash instead of calcite neutralizers? So last episode, we talked about calcite neutralizers. Calcite is a, looks like white sand. It's a crushed white marble or white calcium carbonate. That's that when water flows through a tank of it, you, it adds calcium to the water and that's what neutralizes the pH. So it takes acid water and makes it neutral or alkaline. And so it's adding hardness into the water. So the thing is, if your water is soft, it isn't high in hardness, then the calcite neutralizers can work well. But if your water is slightly hard, then it doesn't dissolve. So, so that's one, that's the one area where we use soda ash, where we recommend soda ash is where you have a situation where you have hard water or not soft water, but you still need to correct the pH. Easier to use soda ash works great. Another thing is, is that a lot of times the acid well water is say six pH or 6.5. Again, seven is neutral because pH is a scale of basically one to 14. So you're shooting for somewhere between seven and eight. That's, that's what you want. And so if you have a pH of six, 6.5, calcite works well. You don't need a lot of calcite, so you don't have to add it very often. And it makes the water a little harder. It's not too bad though. You don't generally need to soften the water, although you can put a water softener afterwards. But when you get your pH less than five, or if it's five or 4.8, you have to use a lot of calcite. And usually you have to use another mineral in with the calcite called magnesium oxide, which is sold under, we have Flomag, but it's also sold. Corozax is another brand. Basically it's a magnesium oxide, another mineral, and it makes your water hard. So if you have a pH of less than five, you're better off using soda ash. It just works better. One problem is that when you have really low pH, 4.5, like I said, or five, then it's hard to get the pH to come out to the same all the time. With a calcium neutralizer, when you first the water first comes out of it, it's very high, and then all of a sudden, it drops down. So that's another reason. It's better to have a soda ash system if you have a very low pH. So the other thing is, is that with soda ash, it can handle higher flow rates of water. So like for instance, say you need to treat a lot of water, like you're 
you're running water to Koopa Homes, or maybe it's a heat pump system and you're pumping it continually, you have to use a lot of calcite. Then you're you're dealing with having to add a lot of calcite, which is again, it looks like white sand. It's in a mineral tank that you have to depressurize, unscrew the plug, and then add more. Could be more of a hassle if you're doing it once or twice a year. Then actually, it's easier than Sodash. But if you're having to do it every month, then you're better off again using Sodash because it's so easy to mix up the again what looks like baking soda in with some water and pour it in a solution tank, and then it gets pumped into the pipes. So those are the main reasons. The Sodash you want to use Sodash when you don't want to make your water hard, and if you have a very low pH, definitely less than six. And for sure, less than five. So if it's between 5.8 to 6.9, you could get away with using a calcium neutralizer. But if it gets less than six and for sure less than five, so we found sodash to work better than the calcite. So what about other alkaline chemicals? One question we get is, hey, how about sodium hydroxide? That That's more concentrated, so it'd be easier to, I wouldn't have to use as much of it as sodash. And sodium hydroxide you can often get in a liquid and then so you don't have to mix a powder but we don't recommend it for homes for residential applications because it's dangerous so you with sodium hydroxide essentially it's lye and it's a highly caustic alkali solution there was one case of a in our area out in the mountains where a little girl was taking a shower and didn't realize it but their sodash, their their sodium hydroxide system had failed and pumped the entire tank of sodium hydroxide into the pipe. Their system was wired to turn on and off with the well pump, but the well pump failed, but the sodium hydroxide pump continued to run and pump the whole tank into the pipe. Girl goes to take a shower, gets burned from head to toe. That was very bad. So you have to be careful with it when you're using it. And also just physically dealing with it, if you spill it, it's just... It's just more dangerous, so we don't recommend it. It does work, but sodash is, is, is way easier to deal with and less toxic. So how do you go about setting up a sodash injection system? Well, it's set up very much like any kind of chemical injection pump system, just like you set up a chlorinator or maybe you're pumping in hydrogen peroxide. What it is, there's a solution tank, which is just a plastic tank that holds your sodash and water solution. And then there's a pump, a little pump that pumps whenever the well pump's running, the well pump turns on and pumps in a small amount of, of sodash into the pipe as the water is running. And then it, it, the pH is corrected instantly. So a lot of people do set it up that way where the metering pump is wired into the well pump. And whenever the well pump runs, the, the dosing pump or metering pump, you can use diaphragm pumps or peristaltic pumps, but anyway, there's a small chemical injection pump, turns on, and then it only runs when the well pump runs. Now again, like I said, story about the little girl, the the problem is is that if you have a situation where a well pump were to fail and no one realized it and didn't shut off the system, well, maybe the sodash system will continue to inject. So you could set it up with a flow switch so that the chemical injection pump for the sodash only runs when there's flow. And then the third way to set it up is to actually use a proportional feed system, which is a, looks like a water meter with a cable coming out. Whenever there's water running, it allows the 
the Sodash pump to pump more or less based on the speed and the flow of the water. And some folks have a type of well pump that's a variable speed well pump, or some people call it a constant pressure where it maintains the same pressure all the time. Then that type of system, you would need to use proportional for that. That would work really well with that. That's how that would, would turn on and off the, the Sodash. Because the idea is that you want to pump a fixed amount of Sodash solution that, that you've made up the same each time. And then you can easily check for pH and then you know it's working. So for the Sodash feeder, one question we get is, how much Sodash do I inject? Like, where do I start? Like, what, how much of the Sodash do I use? What do I set my metering pump for? And so it's all based on generally the pH of the water and also your flow rate. So the first thing you want to find out is, okay, where I'm injecting it, how fast is the water flowing? How many gallons per minute or liters per minute is running in this pipe? And so you first figure that out. Most home systems are going to run somewhere between, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 gallons per minute. You know, 10 is gallons per minute is common. So you, you first you find that out and there's ways to find that out. And then generally what we recommend is people, folks start out with a, a solution strength where they're pumping in 150 parts per million of the solution strength of a 10% solution. So let me give you some examples. So you can generally dissolve about one pound of sodash powder into a gallon of water. And we recommend warm water. And we also recommend water, ideally distilled water or soft water. Or if you're using your well water, you wouldn't want well water that's full of rust or sediment. You know, it has to be pretty clean water. So you mix up your sodash solution. Say you used four pounds of sodash powder into five gallons of water to start with. And you can get up to like one to two pounds of sodash into a gallon. But if you start out with four pounds sodash and five gallons, that's going to give you a 10% solution. So in other words, you, you, it's the same way as seeing 100,000 parts per million. And that's how you can figure out the formula of what to set the metering pump for, what size pump to get, and where to set it at. Talking about math can be kind of confusing, but let me just run through it. And then it's in the free guide. I'm putting it in the show notes all about how to fix acid well water for, for your home, for well water. And so it's, we refer to that. It'd make more sense to read it, but just let me run this by you anyway. Say you, you had a well that did 10 gallons per minute and you want to inject 150 parts per million of sodash. So like I said, you mix up your solution, four pounds dissolved into five gallons of water. And then that gives you 100,000 parts per million solution strength. So your solutions, you know, is 100,000 parts per million of this sodium carbonate. So 150 parts per million times 10 gallons a minute times 1440. That, that's how many minutes they are in a day. And then you divide that by your solution strength, which is 100,000. And that gives you roughly 22 gallons per day. So that means that you need to find a pump or you need to select a pump that can at least do 22 gallons per day or common pump size, for instance, like a gallon per hour. So 24 gallons per day pump. The another way to think about it is that, okay, if you, once you do the formula, realize, okay, so I'm going to be using 22 gallons of solution per day, but no, not exactly. That would be as if your well pump is running 
for 24 hours. But your well pump, you know, turns on and off during the day. You might might run a half an hour per day total. So your solution, say you had a 15 or a 30 gallon solution tank, it's going to last for a couple months. Depends how much water you use, but that gives you an idea with this formula, which is also in the guide. You can easily figure out how much soda ash solution you're going to use and then make sure you're getting the right size metering pump to pump it in. Because if you get too small one, you're not going to get enough solution and therefore your pH is going to be raised, but it's not going to be neutral to what you want. And actually that is a common complaint. We get that from not folks that have bought from us, but folks that come to us said, yeah, I got this soda ash system. I don't know what the heck. It just doesn't work. Well, one reason was their metering pump is too small and the amount of soda ash solution is too weak. So, but you can only put, make so much of a strong soda ash solution because you can only dissolve so much sodium carbonate into the water. If you try to put too much in, then it just ends up dropping out and being like a sludge in the bottom of the tank and that doesn't do anybody any good. One nice thing about it is once you get it set up, it's very easy to check. You can just do a quick pH test. You can use a litmus paper, you know, the test strips. You can use a pH meter. We prefer the drops. You put like 10, 15 mils of water in a little plastic vial and you add four to six drops of this reagent. And it and if it's your pH is neutral, it turns green. If it's higher than seven, it might turn blue. And then there's a little chart that shows you if it turns yellow, then you know you've got to get it up higher. But it's it's very easy to do. And it gives you a quick and pretty accurate way to tell that it's working. And so say it comes out and you realize, hey, the pH is nine. Well, you don't want a pH of nine. You want a pH between seven, 7.5, maybe eight at the most. And then so you can easily just go over to the metering pump and turn it down. You can adjust these, the sodash pumps so they can pump more or less. So you might get a pump that can pump 24 gallons a day, but you find out you only might run it at 50% of its capacity. So you can turn it down. And then unless your well, the water in your well changes pH, which does happen sometimes if it's really heavy rain event or there's something going on where the groundwater is changing. That's unusual though. Most of the time the pH pretty much stays close. It might vary a little bit, but my point is that once you get it set up, you're good. In other words, it's there. Your pH, it's solid. Your pH is seven, your pH 7.5. You can really dial it in. So you have very constant pH. That's another advantage of the soda ash systems. With the calcite neutralizer, sometimes you get a little higher pH. If you use a lot of water, you get a little lower pH. If you forget to add calcite to it, then of course it doesn't work as well. Anyway, with the SODASH systems, it's very easy to set up and very little trouble and works great. And there you have it. We've talked about why to use a SODASH system, when to use one. Basically, you really want to use it when your pH is very low and you don't want the water to be hard. And we also talked about how to set them up and how much to inject. And I wanted to remind you that on our show notes, if you go to our website, cleanwaterstore.com slash podcast and look at for this episode number 14, you can get our free guide on everything you need to know about treating acid well water. Hope that was helpful to you. And if you ever have any questions about that, please comments, please email me 
My direct email is jerrybolfin at cleanwaterstore.com. And I spell my name G-E-R-R-Y and B-U-L-F-I-N, cleanwaterstore.com. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, I really would appreciate it if you'd leave an honest review and comment and let us know how it's working for you. If this is helpful, that'd be a big help to the podcast. And hope to listen again and hope you're having a great day wherever you're listening and take care.